Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 998. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the La Jolla Concorde Elegance that takes place on April 6th, 7th, and 8th in my hometown, beautiful La Jolla, California, overlooking the Pacific Ocean. You can learn more about attending this event at LaJollaConcord.com. If it's not fun, don't do it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special returning guest, Chris Erickson. Chris, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely, Mark. Here we go. Chris Erickson is a real estate professional in Rancho Santa Fe, California. Years ago, he started the Secret Car Club, a weekly gathering of like-minded enthusiasts, which quickly grew into a social gathering and events platform. From that, he created the Secret Car Club events venture, where he and his team create private experiences throughout Southern California. They incorporate vintage cars, boats, aircraft, equestrian events, and delicious food, for people with discerning tastes. Whether yours is a small private party or corporate event, Chris creates unique and thoughtful outings that are easy and fun. Chris is also in his fourth year as the tour chairman of the La Jolla Concorde Elegance. He was a Concorde judge for the event for the past three years as well. So Chris, I told our listeners just a little bit about you. We've got the uh, secret handshake going here to get into the secret car club. So take a moment, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles. Absolutely, Mark. Well, thank you for having me again. Basically got into the hobby uh, through my brother, uh, having grown up on the East Coast and his love of British cars, and was kind of indoctrinated through that with his bringing uh, a different sports car over to the house every time he visited. His connection with Sir Donald Healy, whenever he was in the D.C. area and would visit, he would uh, stay with my brother, which was always a, a nice addition. And so that just kind of moved into my purchasing of British cars and my sickness, which has now actually moved into British trucks and my love of vintage Land Rovers, which has been a quite an education. And then uh, about nine years ago, started the Secret Car Club that you'd mentioned, and that has just kind of taken on a life of its own, which has been very, very fun. Well, we're going to talk more about the Secret Car Club and how it's evolving into a whole new business now, and of course, the La Jolla Concord, but... Real quickly, for those folks that maybe didn't hear your show, because you were a guest way, way back. You're in the mid-100s, I think guest mm-hmm. number 167 or something like that. Tell, so. tell us a little bit about the concept when you started the Secret Car Club, because I know when I first was introduced to you, I'm like, oh, well, this guy even let me, will even answer my call. I mean, what's <laughs> you have to, and I've been to several of your events. They're super fun. So okay. uh, tell us a little bit about the Secret Car Club and how that all came to be. Absolutely. So it it actually started off where I had been a member of several car clubs and happened to be sitting down with one of my clients at my office who happened to be car fans also. And I said, tell you what, you know, some of the car clubs can be difficult. They have meetings that you have to go to and elections of officers and approval of the minutes and a lot of drudgery that goes with it. And then chasing people down for dues, which is never fun. And so I said, hey, tell you what, what if we came up with something or what if I came up with something where none of that was an issue and you just showed up to see your friends? And they're like, we're in. Absolutely. And so I started off with about four of us and uh, for about two or three weeks. Then there was five and a couple more weeks. And then there was six. 
And fast forward nine years later, uh, we're actually read in 20 different countries every single week. And uh, whenever people are in town who are members and we have them who live all over the country or excuse me, all over the world, whenever they're in Southern California, they make it a point to show up to Secret Car Club. And it's actually become more a social club than it has about the cars. And people are more interested in seeing their friends and having a controlled environment where there's no bad behavior and not being solicited. And then they can hang out with their friends for a couple of minutes have a, or a couple of hours have a fantastic meal, and then take off and have the rest of their weekend ahead of them. Yeah, it's a really fun event. The The times I get down to Southern California, I always, if it's a Saturday morning, I tell my wife, I'll be back a little later. I got to sneak away and I come down there. <laughs> Half the day goes by because I'm running into people. And I know the last time I was down there, I ran into Statch Carlson, who's a past guest here on Cars. Yeah, the Roundel right. editor, BMW. I thought that was cool with his Z8. And I also ran into a guy who was a client of mine back when I was a little fledgling advertising executive when I was in my early 20s, and he drove up in this cool custom kind of a R Group 911, and he looked at me and he goes, are you Mark Green? I go, yeah, and we got to connect with each other, so it is a fun, fun event. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has a great meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Chris, take the wheel. There's actually one of the board members from La Jolla told me something one time, and he said, you know what, Chris, if what you're doing, being at working on a concourse or working on an automotive event or whatever it is that you do, if it's not fun, don't do it. <laughs> you it's know. simple. It's, it's just that simple. If it's yeah. not fun, don't bother doing it. Don't waste your time. Yeah, I love that. Well, there you go. That is a great quote. And when it comes to automotive events, and like you said, Sometimes car clubs can be a little burdensome and they're not fun anymore. Kind of even with concourse events, sometimes if you're participating in a lot of them, all that work and effort, and it's more fun to just go to the concourse event mm -hmm. and not be a part of it. So you have to realize when does it stop being fun and when does it start being a burden? So I love mm -hmm. that. Well, let's go back in time. You kind of answered this question a little bit about that story that instigated your passion for cars. And your brother and Healy's and British cars, and now you've you've dove head first into the range vintage Range Rover. Oh man, you're a brave guy. So yes. tell us a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy. Oh, I think it was. I've always had a fascination, you know, ever since I was very very small with cars, and you know, my dad would bring a toy car home, and I would just light up. And I would always seem to be kind of consumed by them from a very very you know, two three years old. When I grew older and my brother would come over with the different cars and Marcos's and Healy's and Bentley's and and it's just it was so interesting. And then you have the culture, you know, the British culture behind it and humor and everything else gives it a whole new depth, which was always a lot of fun. And they're just beautiful cars. Absolutely. And I enjoy the engineering and the history. And there's you know, there's so much more to cars than just the car. It's just artistry and craftsmanship and history and so many other things. Absolutely. Well, what made you get into vintage Range Rovers? Because, I mean, they're pretty cool. I mean, they're pretty cool when you think about them, but, you know, they don't have the greatest history of quality <laughs> builds. Now, the new ones do, of course, because, you know, they're modern cars, but uh, the old ones can be a bit challenging. Yes, they're a bit rustic. So what happened was I had owned, I was in the process of owning several BMGs and a 67B and, and a 78B. My wife at the time said, you know what? 
you can't have British sports cars anymore. They're not safe. You've got to get rid of them. And being 6'4", there's not too many things I can fit in. Yeah. Uh, the MGs, thankfully, were, were one of them. So I thought, okay, well, by God, I'm going to go out and find something else British that I can fit in that's interesting and kind of charming. And so did some research, and it came up with what are called the series Land Rovers, which were basically most of the rovers that were produced prior to 1975. And they're the ones that you see in Daktari, and you see them in Africa with the tire up on the hood, and there's a cheetah on the roof. Very, very, very crude, but fantastic vehicles, very well built, and very historic. I mean, they, you, you see them going to all parts of the world, and there's a kind of charm to them. They look very kind of cute. So started getting involved with those, bought my first one, restored it. I'm now on my fourth. And I think this will be my last one because it's simply they're just too crude inside. And so I think I'm going to move up to some of the newer Range Rovers, which is a luxury version that you see on the roads every day. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. And they're built like bricks. I mean, they're just such a solid. So I guess that safety factor of your wife wanting you to be a little safer, which is kind of her understood. But yeah, every time I, I meet up with Chris, I always forget how tall you are. And I'm, mm-hmm. not, a, I'm not a tall guy. And every time I walk up, I'm like... <laughs> Holy cow, was he this tall last time? I think you keep growing. I don't know what you're doing there, but there must be the water there in Rancho Santa Fe has special particles in it or something. There you go. It was actually ex-wife, Mark. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there, but uh, at least she cared enough about your safety. That exactly. was a, that was a exactly. good thing. Nice. Well, let's take a look at some of the challenges you faced. And I know that Seeker Car Club went on for like nine years, and then all of a sudden, I think it was last year I heard from you because I'm on the mailing list and I feel like I'm part of the secret car club now. You are. Uh, is, um, uh-oh, it's not going to happen anymore. And then it got moved and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Now I know what's going on because you and I talk, but I'd love mm-hmm. for you to share some of the challenges you face when you start these because I mentioned in our pre-show chat, there's an event that was going on by past cars. You guest Andy Cohen in Trancas, Malibu, mm-hmm. that just recently kind of got shut down. Because it got too popular. There's just too many people, too much exposure. The neighbors were complaining. And this great event and the cars that would show up at your event and his event are insane cars. I mean, just you can't believe. Last time I was at your event, a 959 had just come in from France and was sitting there. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. holy cow. So tell us about these challenges and how you deal with them when you're trying to just get some friends together in a public space. Yeah, it's very difficult, actually. And part of what we part of the design of the group when I started it was it was by invitation only. So you would have to receive an invitation from me to get on the list and be notified about when we're meeting, where we're meeting, how we're doing it. And so I tried to use that to control it. I think the biggest issue what's happening today is social media. And it's truly a double edged sword, whether you're talking about politics or event promotion or what have you, because it's a massive shotgun that you're going out and you're hitting thousands and thousands of people. I happened to put a couple of posts out throughout the nine years, and then people would hear about Secret Car Club and a lot of younger generation, and I'm, I'm saying that, let's say 35 and under, will show up and they'll bring out a drone and they'll shoot a video And then they'll post it out to 20,000 of their followers Mm -hmm. and say, hey, guys, come on out. Check out this really cool car event. And that's what kills the events is that the social media, everybody shows up. And when everybody shows up, you have bad behavior. And that's where the problems begin. And so we really tried to, with Secret Car Club, 
curtail that. And then in August of last year, as you mentioned, it had gotten to the point to where where I hold it, where I held it in downtown Rancho Santa Fe, we've moved off to the to the edge of Rancho Santa Fe now, was governed by three law enforcement groups. So it was really, really, really difficult. And I was on great terms. We'd never had any complaints in, in eight and a half, nine years. And so one morning it was just so crowded and there were so many people. I thought, if this continues, we're going to have a problem. I think it was Frank Sinatra who always said, always leave him smiling. And so the next day I sent out the email to everybody saying, we're done. This is over. We can't do this anymore. And it took me two or three months to find another location that had some of the things that we needed, privacy, but yet restaurants and, and things like that and parking. And so thankfully, we were able to find a place uh, on the edge of Rancho Santa Fe and that has a fantastic restaurant and a fantastic bakery, tons of parking. We're able to have our event out there still. All of the members seem to enjoy it very much. It worked out well for us, but it's a very, very delicate balancing act for those in Southern California who know about cars and coffee in Irvine. There's another fantastic event that got too large and then it, they moved, got too large, moved, and now they seem to be hanging in there. It's a very difficult balancing act. Yeah, and there's always a few people that come out and do something that they shouldn't be doing, burnouts or they're mm -hmm. making noise or damage something right. or my goodness, go to go to Facebook and you see all the people leaving an event doing a burnout and running through a crowd of people with their car crashing mm -hmm. and, and it just destroys it for everybody. So yeah, when I saw that, I figured, okay, I know what's going on. But it, for the outsider, it looks so easy. Oh, just put on a car vent. This is simple. Yeah. But no, it's not. And when you start getting too many people, there starts being uh, law enforcement and legal issues. And mm -hmm. sometimes the stores like all that people. And other times they're like, why are all these cars in my parking lot? My, you know, my regular clients can't get into my store. So Right. It's, it's very difficult for me also because doing business in that town, my name was on everything. And so it had to be done correctly. As I said, we never had any complaints right up to the time that I and, you know, beyond the time that I shut it down. That was part of getting ahead of the curve was that we didn't have bad behavior. We didn't have bad things happening. And so I thought, let's stop it now and then let's figure out plan B. Going out on a high note, as they say. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Exactly. Well, you talked a little bit about a first really special car here. Um, MGs you've had and, of course, the Rovers. But is there a first car for you that had a great meaning for you? Well, let's see. Probably probably the first Crumb Bumper MG I had, my 67. And that wound up being a almost a complete restoration. It was just your absolute archetypal classic British sports car, 67 MGB with the British racing green, wire wheels, tan leather interior, completely stock. And there's just something beautiful and pure about that and charming and even reliable on those cars. Wait, you, you said reliable and MG and the same in British. Yeah, I know. I know. I think honestly, British cars have gotten a bad rap. I think that if you get them, you sort them and you stay on top of them, which isn't hard, they are very reliable. My Land Rovers have been fantastic. One of my MGs, I put over 50,000 miles on. It never left me in a lurch. They're fantastic cars. I have great love of them and think they're you know fantastic cars, really and truly. They just have a bad rap. Yeah, I believe it. Back when I was a kid and I had a detailing business growing up in La Jolla, one of my clients had a uh, Jaguar V12, 
And oh, he, yeah. would, he would let me ride my bike down the Mission Beach boardwalk. I'd pick the car up there and drive it back to my house. Oh, I love that car. And he would use that car as a daily driver for decades. And mm-hmm. I asked him one time, I said, you know, Jaguars, the old Jags, have such a mm-hmm. bad rap. And he said, not if you maintain them and take care of them. You mm-hmm. know, you have to stay on top of things and, and service them and tune up all these carbs. And, you know, because mm-hmm. it was a big, big motor up in the front of that thing. But uh, I just remember cleaning those wire wheels was a challenge. Ugh. Oh, I hated that. I, I would use a, a shoelace that I would dip in soapy water and wrap it around each wire lace and go back and forth, back and forth. And Wow. But he always tipped me really well because he couldn't believe how nice those wheels looked when I would bring his car back to him. So. <laughs> you are a patient man, Mark. Oh, I had to be back then. I still am today. I don't know how I do it. But well, how about a car you've let go? Is there a seller's remorse story in your life? Oh, probably the 67 MG uh, was a real shame that it was sold, but went to a, a good home, which was, you know, always makes you feel better in the end. I believe it was a retired Air Force colonel out in Texas wound up buying it. So I'm quite sure that he enjoyed it, went to a good home. That's probably the top of my list for the one that uh, I wish I still had. Yeah, I always wanted one of those when I was a kid. Well, let's talk a little bit about this new venture for you, and then we're going to talk about the La Jolla Concours and your involvement in it. But Secret Car Club Events, I would love for you to share with our listeners how this has morphed and evolved into a new business that you're creating, which is I'm really excited about. This is, this is well, such a you. cool idea. So share what Secret Car Club Events is all about. Sure. Well, absolutely. Well, through my work with La Jolla Concours and the Secret Car Club, we always had events that we would put together for the car club where we'd go out and go through a private collection or we'd go for a drive, go to private collection and have lunch. I started talking to collectors who said, you know, it's really nice that you're doing this kind of one stop shopping where you can all you have to do is show up. Everything's laid out for you. Everything's organized. You get to see your friends. And then at the end of the day, you just get to take off. And so throughout the years that I put on Secret Car Club, I've built relations with car manufacturers, event locations. And so that I've found that most people who are interested in vintage cars or even modern cars, for that matter, are interested in old boats or something nautical. And they're interested in in aircraft. Everybody likes food. And with the equestrian, what we're doing is going out and doing like tailgating events at polo and which is always a lot of fun. You know, get dressed up, go out, uh, take the kids and the dog, tailgate, see your friends. And it's just a lot of fun. And it's not difficult. It's not expensive. It's just people don't know how to have access to all of these different things through all of my contacts that I've developed over the years. It's like, well, hey, you know, I know so-and-so. Why don't we just go ahead and put a drive together, go out to Palm Springs, spend the night, spend some time in the spa, get up the next morning, have brunch, and then everybody can take off. That's what we're starting to do is put these packages together, and they'll alternate throughout the year. And we're covering all of, of Southern California, San Diego, Orange, L.A., and the desert. And alternating it throughout the year because obviously this time of year is when you want to be out in the desert. Because it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And then as it gets a little bit warmer, we'll pull back to the coast and start doing some stuff in Orange County and and L.A. So that's kind of where it came from, is that there's uh, nobody really doing this and people enjoy it. It's creating a very unique experience. There's lots more on the back end of this. And unfortunately, we don't have time for it in this podcast. But I will keep you in the loop and you will see how this concept develops. But uh, I'm very, very excited about it. And also, it preserves these things. It preserves the cars, the aircraft, the history, 
the craftsmanship, all of the things that go with this that's disappearing these days. Absolutely. Kids are not being exposed to. Yeah. So it's also kind of a, it's not just a business. It's, there's more of a ethical, for lack of a better term, portion to it where people need to see this. It needs to be preserved and it needs to continue. No, it's really great. I love the whole concept. And I know that you've just built the first part of your website here. And we were talking and Chris is such a perfectionist. He's like, well, the website still kind of works a little bit, but I want to make sure people go and and see it now because it's going to be evolving and changing. As events come, they'll be posted Mm -hmm. there. So people have a lot of cool eye candy. So what is the website where they can learn a little bit about this? Sure. It's actually very simple. It's secretcarclubevents.com, just like it sounds. And what we're doing is we're building out, there'll be a page for each event that we do. And you'll see photographs. All the photographs there are from events that we have done. And whether it be on the uh, historical schooner America in San Diego, you'll see the video for that. To our tailgating at Polo with the vintage aircraft uh, here in San Diego. And all of these different things. And so you will see these events being published to our list. And then you will also see them pushed out to our Facebook page as well. Fantastic. Yeah. And and the venues are just absolutely fantastic. You mentioned polo. I used to live right above the polo fields there. And we used to go down and watch them play polo back when right. I was living in San Diego. And this was 25 years ago. Um, oh, yeah. It's where the hot air balloons would gas up and take mm-hmm. off and we'd fly in the hot air balloons. So it's a beautiful idea. Very, very cool. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the... La Jolla Concord and your involvement, I know you're the tour director, which has got to be one of the funnest jobs because you get to take off and drive. So tell us a little bit about what participants can expect there and uh, your take on the La Jolla Concord because it's such a great event. Absolutely. Well, uh, this is my fourth year as chairman of the tour. As you mentioned, I've also was a judge for British sports cars on Sundays. As of the tour this year, our title sponsor is Porsche of San Diego, which we're very proud to have and appreciate their support. We'll be starting off from Porsche of San Diego at their gorgeous new showroom on Miramar Road. We'll have breakfast there for everybody. Uh, Everybody will get to hang out and meet everyone else. We're actually going to have about 100 cars on the run this year. You will see also some of the new Porsches that will be on the run with us, which are very exciting. We will have a, a quick driver's meeting. We'll take off from the dealership and then head over to our first collection at only yesterday. It's a private collection, which is very, very rarely opened up, and so you will have access to it. Then we'll spend about an hour, a little bit over there, and then we'll head up to the Calumet Collection, which is a 17,000-square-foot building, about a 60-car collection. And everything from a vintage fire truck to some of the newest Rolls-Royce and Bentleys. It's a beautiful collection. And he has some older American cars. He has some V16 Cadillacs, which are exceedingly rare. He has a convertible Edsel, a hardtop retractable, and I think it may be one of the few that are left. And then from there, I'll take you through a, a beautiful drive through Rancho Santa Fe and then down the coast of San Diego from Carlsbad down to the La Jolla Beach and Tennis Club. And then we'll all have lunch on the sand at the La Jolla Beach and Tennis Club. So we'll kind of round out the day about two o'clock on the ocean and a fantastic way to spend your weekend. Oh, you're pulling on my youth heartstrings here, Chris. Gosh, used to hang out and play tennis at the La Jolla Beach and Tennis Club and used to jet ski off of the shores there and sail and surf. And uh, yeah, oh, this sounds like a lot of fun. Well, I'll remind our listeners that the La Jolla Concord Elegance takes place April 6th, 7th, and 8th in the La Jolla beautiful Cove area. And if you want to learn more, if you're going to be anywhere in the area, 
Check out LaHoyaConcord.com. All right, here's a very introspective question for you, Chris. If you were a vehicle, what would Chris be and why? If I were to be a vehicle, I don't know. I probably, I can, I can speak to my favorite vehicle, if that would uh, answer the same question. And that would be probably a mid-50s Bentley Continental. Oh. Fairly rare car. You don't see very many of them. Just classic, elegant, but yet still has a fair amount of power. And just a timeless look. There you go. Well, and like I mentioned, you're a tall guy. You're a big guy. So, yeah, very stately. So uh, There you are. Yeah, very nice. And I didn't say portly. I said stately. So. I, I noticed that. Thank <laughs> you, sir. There I appreciate you go. that. Absolutely. No, you're a sleek guy, Chris. So up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners. This is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Dot com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Chris, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the Bentley throttle. So here we go. Yes. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Always do your research before you buy. Oh, yes. Uh, do your research. Ask your friends. Uh, with the Internet, it's so much easier now than it used to be. Um, so do your research. Absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute your, to your many successes? You know, probably being organized. Think it out. Really kind of take it down the road, you know, six, 12 months, you know, and then you get into three years and five years. Where is this going to go? And have that planned out and have it organized. Again, do your research. And things tend to go much more smoothly than if you just kind of throw things together. Absolutely. And again, remember that Chris saying, if you're not having fun, don't do it. 
<laughs> exactly. Now, how about a resource? There are lots of great resources these days, but is there one in particular you'd like to share? Probably Hemmings is a very good resource. I tend to, tend to go there a great deal. Uh, Hemmings.com for vendors, for what cars are going for. Just a, a really great resource for people. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, wow, who would that person be? Oh, my God. That's a tough one. That's yep. That would be very, very... God, there's just so many. I know. Um, it's a challenging question. Some people have even mentioned two or three people at a dinner table, which <laughs> has brought some interesting people. To, yeah, well, no, that's okay. I think it's kind of fun. I think the last gentleman I talked to said Henry Ford and Don Garlitz, uh, which would be an interesting combination. Two very aggressive yeah. guys that made things happen. Um, but uh, yeah, is there someone in, that you can think of? I could probably give you a couple. Probably W.O. Bentley, who is no longer with us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to meet Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Uh, Me too. He's not, he's not only the automotive, but there's so much more behind that. Probably those two. And it would be fascinating to have met someone like Enzo Ferrari. He had done so much and impacted the automotive world so greatly that I think it would have been fascinating to have met him. Now, imagine all three of those at a dinner table. Now, wouldn't, oh my God. wouldn't that yes. be an interesting conversation? <laughs> you just sit there and be looking around going, I can't believe I'm here. This is so cool. Now, how about a, how about a book? Is there a book you've read, either automotive or business-related, that you think our listeners would really enjoy? You know what? I just happened to stumble upon a really fascinating book called The Irregulars. And it was the true story of Roald Dahl who is the children's book author, uh, James and the Giant Peach, the list goes on and on. And it was about, he was actually working for British intelligence during uh, World War II. And his job was to get the United States into the fight with Great Britain in terms of backing them up. And it's about what happened and what the moving parts were of it. Being a huge Anglophile, I found it very, very interesting and then you have somebody else that everybody's heard of, but they just thought that he wrote children's books. Right. Yeah. And here he is in the intelligence business. So yeah. if you have a chance, uh, pick up a copy of that, The Irregulars. Yeah, absolutely. Great recommendation. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Ian Fleming, who wrote yes. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and then, of course, went on to write all the James Bond 007 series. So uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people go, what? He wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I mean, it's just so bizarre, but... Uh, Yeah, great recommendation. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources that Chris has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just type Chris Erickson into the search bar and that page will write up. And you'll also find more information about the La Jolla Concours, the Elegance, of course, and you can go and check out that event. All right, Chris, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. Doesn't matter who owns it or what it is, because I'm going to deliver it to your garage. Money is no object, but you got to keep it. You got to drive it. You got to enjoy it. So, what's it going to be? You know what? I've already used my Bentley Continental. So, I'm thinking about the Rolls Royce Sweptail, the oh. new design that had just come out. Do you know the car I'm talking about? Uh, I just looked at that over the weekend. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah. And I believe the price tag on it is 13 million. That's what I but, saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that I want that on my doorstep tomorrow, Mark. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Ouch. Well, I was going to Let's not mess around here. Life's short. I know, I know, but I was <laughs> I, I was going to go pick it up and then drive it to you, which might take Well, well that car I'll I could get there. A few extra days. Okay. 
I'll see what I can do. And you awesome. are you are not a cheap date, that's for sure. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Schweptail. Go yeah, exactly. Well, I would encourage listeners if you don't know about this car yet, it's just now come out. It was a bespoke car built for mm-hmm. I think one specific client. I'm not yes. sure who that client is, but somebody with a very big checkbook, bigger than mine, mm-hmm. that's for sure. But what's really cool about it, I thought, was that back end is almost a boat tail-ish back end, but not mm-hmm. quite. They took a lot of cues off of older cars and incorporated into, you know, all the new technology. I mean, this thing is so sweet. So it's a spaceship. It's yeah. Really yeah. Good. That's a good way to put it. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll get to work, Chris. I, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate it. Oh, Looking gosh. forward to, to uh, taking delivery. Yes, I'll bring the gray poupon with me as well <laughs> to use a very bad old pun. Well, Chris, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for coming back and visiting us here and and sharing a little bit more about this new venture, Secret Car Club events, and of course, the La Jolla Concours. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the beautiful rolling hills of Rancho Santa Fe and that Rolls-Royce swept tail? Again, I think I'm going to stick my original statement, Mark, and that is, if it isn't fun, don't do it. I love it. Simple, sweet direct. And you know what? Life is short. So make sure what you're doing every day, you enjoy and you're giving back to people. And uh, I tell you that uh, attitude of gratitude goes a long ways. And again, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, this new venture and the La Jolla Concours? Probably just to visit us, uh, LaJollaConcours.com. Also, if you're curious about the Secret Car Club, it's SecretCarClub.com. And then most importantly, our event company that's getting up off the ground, at secretcarclubevents.com. There you go. And again, everything will be on Chris's show notes page, his second show notes page here on Cars, yeah? So again, thanks for returning. This has been a great, fun uh, discussion. Chris, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up! A fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!